Ladies and gentlemen, you're about to experience the Gut Check Project, talking science, health, and innovation that you can actually use. But this isn't just another health show. We're here to have fun and make your time enjoyable. Well, while you are enjoying yourself, know that even though the GCP covers some health topics with healthcare pros, we are not your doctors. So use our show to entertain your mind and not for medical advice. And now, here are your hosts of the Gut Check Project, Dr. Ken Brown and Eric Rieger. Hello, Gut Check Project fans and KBND Health family. I'm your host, Eric Rieger, joined by that guy, Dr. Kenneth Brown. It's episode number 90. Ken, once again, fantastic special guest. Absolutely. This is a super cool episode. Episode 90 is a really important episode. And we are fortunate enough to have the one, the only Rachel Shear superstar. Rachel Shear. Uh, Rachel is a world-renowned nutrition expert. She got her, uh, Rachel's journey as a nutrition coach began in weight loss and athletic performance. She did get her BS in nutrition sciences from Baylor University. And then by using her knowledge in nutrition and dietetics, Rachel became an expert on gut health and hormonal balance and completed her certification in functional medicine through the Kalish Institute. Is it Kalish? Kalish? Kalish Institute. Kalish Institute. Uh, We have a lot of like-minded people in the room here. Rachel's nutrition philosophy is one that looks at the total person. She uses functional lab testing to address the root cause of any imbalances in the body and creates a customized program consisting of dietary recommendations, supplements, and lifestyle modifications to optimize your health and well-being. That being said, she's also a super huge influencer on Instagram and other Mm -hmm. social media platforms. So we are really excited to have Rachel. She's super smart, she's beautiful, and she is a businesswoman. And when you hear her story, it's going to empower you to do more with your life because it's really, really cool. Rachel, welcome to the Gut Check Project. Thank you for having me on. It's an honor to be here, and it's been quite some time since I was on the last show. What was that? Two, oh, two, ooh, three, three years, years ago. ago. Three years ago. Yeah. It's got to be at least that. This is yeah. our first yeah. repeat guest, by the way. Ooh, Ever. I'm honored. Episode yeah. 90, repeat guest. That's right. Talking yeah. all things gut health. I think you're on episode two, like, or three or four, yeah, like the first time. the beginning. And I yeah. think I just launched my podcast to Sheer Manus, where you had came on mine. Oh, I came on your podcast, and we had your puppy. We had my puppy. <laughs> yes. <right. laughs> it was so funny, because she sat on my lap, actually, the whole episode where we were recording. And then we were like, surprise, there's a dog here. But it was great. <laughs> That's right. That was awesome. Uh, so this bio doesn't do justice By the way, all. that's an old bio. I, that one's like so old. I'm no longer in McKinney, Texas, but it's good. It's I didn't. Good. Yeah, I figured that. I tried to leave some of the <laughs> other stuff out there that I thought had changed. So You got the main core, you know, the root cause, the functional medicine approach, and really getting into, you know, gut health it, mm-hmm. with the key for... A little bit closer there. There we go. You really got the core things there with taking a holistic approach to getting to the root cause. And with my business, I take a gut centric approach. So I'm really excited to dive into that because you were a part of my journey actually at, I don't know, way back when, when I struggled with all of my gut issues. Yeah. Really long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about that because your journey, where you're at now, if people look at you and they go, you're the super successful businesswoman, you've got a couple businesses, you've got this incredible 
a social media presence where you help so many people and you know you do a lot of things discussing this and helping people through that one aspect mm-hmm. that you know you have all those people looking at that and then you have all these patients you've got other nutritionists that work for you they're like oh wow she's just so lucky and you know she just kind of fell into this but that's luck yeah it it don't you know like we always say we always kind of joke it takes 10 years to be an overnight success so i think a lot of people don't really know your origin story which really got you here so let's just take it from the very beginning wherever you want to start yeah so i've always been fascinated with nutrition and dietetics I actually grew up as an athlete as a gymnast and a dancer and when I went off to Baylor I wanted just to help people look good naked I wanted to help them get six-pack abs that's what I was passionate about you know it was all about the physical side and about the athletic performance side of everything that I did and you know I did that for a while and to be honest like I was really freaking good at it I competed in bodybuilding for three years I was winning first place trophies and it was actually right before I was about to go pro that I started to deal with a lot of my own health issues. And for me at the time, like my entire life had been, you know, fitness, had been bodybuilding, had been just like the physical part. And that's really what I thought health was. I thought it was just go to the gym, lift some heavy things around every single day, you know, eat, you know, relatively healthy as long as you're hitting your macros your carbs your fats and your protein every single day then you'd be healthy and fit and here I was at probably I don't even know like 10% body fat up on stage and I looked like the epitome of health but physically on the inside you know I was completely empty and emotionally I had anxiety and I had depression um would barely want to get out of bed most days. And then, you know, physically I started to deal with a ton of health issues. You know, I had no menstrual cycle anymore. My thyroid had completely plummeted. Um, My skin was a wreck and the most bothersome issue was really my gut where I could literally no longer use the restroom anymore. Um, I was chronically bloated to the point where I looked six months pregnant every Mm. single day. And it wasn't just like one of those like little belly bloats. It was like, you know, excruciatingly painful too to go along with it where, you know, I felt at the time like I was being betrayed by my body because here I was someone who went to school for nutrition and dietetics to want to help people like maybe yes on the athletic performance side um, and on the weight loss side and I had made a career out of fitness modeling and bodybuilding built up a large social media following and I'm at this rock bottom and what's so cool about this story is I started to go see you I mean I went to a bunch of different doctors at the time and I did what most people would do like hey something's off in my body I know something's wrong so I should go to the doctor you know so I went to a bunch of different gastros at first you know they did the basic blood work testing they checked me for like celiacs they did the CBC testing and they just said oh you have constipation and then I was given you know medication for that and then I was put on thyroid medication And then I was put on birth control and then I was put on an antidepressant and um, I even ended up going to the Mayo Clinic at one point because now I could no longer use the restroom without doing an enema every single day to just go to the bathroom and, you know, they did some genetic testing, but even like the best medical clinic in what's supposed to be United States couldn't even help me. 
it was just given a bunch of medications and don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not ever against taking the medication, but I am hundred percent for getting to the root cause of what is really off in the body. And, you know, that's when, you know, I started to come to you. We did some testing and what was so interesting, we found out that, you know, my colon was like completely dropping to the point in my body. And I was sent to the colorectal surgeon at that time where now the solution was to cut out my entire large intestine at this point. And, you know, it was that low point where I really had to make a decision and I was desperate you know, I, I'm sure most people listening here who suffer with gut issues have maybe started to like get to that point when you're like, I will do whatever like I can to just start feeling good again, you know, with how awful I felt in my body. And I was very much considering getting the surgery. I think I even remember telling you in the office, like, yes, I'm at that point. Just like schedule me to get the surgery, just cut out my entire large intestine. But there was something in that moment that told me like, there was another solution. Like I needed to really like fight and, and search to find more answers. And that's what really catapulted me to becoming obsessed with just learning everything I could about the gut and the gut microbiome and how the little microbes in our gut control literally everything. And I did find out that I had a ton of, you know, dysbiosis. I had SIBO bacterial overgrowth. You could say I had some like intestinal permeability. I'm not sure what your philosophy is on that. Oh but, yeah, no, yeah. definitely. <laughs> all about are, that. Okay. Yeah. So I had, no, oh, oh, by the way, so when some people are about this, so a lot of these things that she's talking about, if you're unfamiliar with dysbiosis, change in bacteria, the really dumbed down version is, is that you have less good, more bad. SIBO is bacteria growing where it shouldn't be. And when she says intestinal permeability, otherwise known as leaky gut, if you go to my colleagues, many of them will say leaky gut doesn't exist, but intestinal permeability, it is completely proven that it is a real thing. So this is, science is catching up to the functional medicine community that's been saying this for a long time. So when you say that, that tells me that you have been looked at by traditional doctors at some point and gone, Mm. hmm, no, that doesn't exist. Or you've you've said things that other people have sort of dismissed. So it's always interesting to see where people fall when you talk about like leaky gut and all of these different things. But, you know, that was what was off in my body. And because we know the gut, right, is connected. Do I pause when you cough too? Oh, no. Huh? Oh, no, oh, you so don't just, at all. This is me. So I cleared my throat and I pressed a button. And Rachel is so observant that she said, oh, does that mean that we're paused? That was awesome. That was great. <laughs> I didn't know if it paused all of our microphones. No, you're or good. You sure you're microphone? good. Okay. Hey, uh, Eric just got up and walked out. Do we pause? Like she does it all the time. Just keep going. It's too. I'm also like, no, I'm trying to figure out like, where to look too. This is like the first three... Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I wanted to say. Your, there. your first threesome podcast that <laughs> you're trying to say. I paused myself. Well, so we're actually a little bit relaxed because our first threesome podcast included a Navy SEAL sniper. Okay. So he was a little bit more intense than you. And so, you know, we're just more relaxed. <laughs> yeah. You know, shout out to Spot the bird are a little in that moment. <clears throat> yeah, no, all, all good. You're good. But uh, continue. I don't want to break your stride. That was really awesome where you were going with your story. Yeah. <laughs> We have to throw in that part though. So, you know, that's where I really started to learn 
all about the gut and how that was really connected to all of these systems. And I even started to do some different things to try to heal my microbiome. So I did the SIBO protocols. I was on the multiple rounds of Zifaxin and Eomycin. And I would get some progress and I would continue to relapse and relapse and relapse with everything. And the constipation was still a big issue. You know, my, my skin's a wreck, my hair is falling up, out now at this point. And it was at that point where I really decided to do a much deeper dive. Now, I really believe that, you know, SIBO, although we can look at it like it's the root cause or gut dysbiosis, it is still essentially part of the symptom, you know, in a lot of ways. And for me, where I was at essentially in my life is I had a lot of emotional and physical stress. Mm-hmm. Now I was training to the extreme. I was at 10% body fat at the time in my life. And metabolically, what happens at that point is your entire system slows down, like your gut slows down. And we know a lot about the body's, you know, sympathetic nervous response. And I was chronically in the state of fight or flight and my gastrointestinal system was shut down. And not to mention, you know, one thing about bodybuilders is, you know, we try to avoid cortisol like as much Mm -hmm. as possible just because it breaks down muscle tissue. It's very catabolic. And, you know, we don't think about very often that the gut lining is also a muscle tissue. So when you get to this point where, you know, you are at 10% body fat and, you know, you are that lean and the physical stress on your body and combine that with emotional stress is our gut lining can break down from that high level of cortisol. And so I started to put these puzzle pieces together of like, okay, this is what actually was the root cause that led to a lot of my intestinal permeability and led to some of the bacteria overgrowth and looking at my diet also at the time too, it was what I call bodybuilder kind of style diet. So it was like macro friendly. And what I mean by that is, you know, I was eating the foods to allow me to be at a good body composition, but you know, it was full of artificial foods. It was full of like the pre-workouts, the post-workouts, artificial sweeteners, Mm. the emulsifiers. Mm. I don't know if you've heard of Walden Farms before, but it's like legit chemicals. It's like zero calories, zero fat, zero anything like these syrups and things. But like that's what we would do to try to get like any kind of flavor in the foods that we were eating because we were just so deprived. Um, I was addicted to like chewing gum, using even some of the natural sweeteners like stevia, but literally putting it in in everything. Everything, yeah. Everything. So hindsight now looking back is I had this dietary stress, right? I was eating foods that were, yes, maybe not making me be overweight or Mm -hmm. anything like that, but they were terrible for my gut health and feeding a lot of the bad bacteria in my gut leading to bacteria overgrowth. Metabolically, I was at a low body composition, which causes everything to kind of slow down. And then the reality was I was trying to also shame myself to being healthy and fit, which is so backwards when we think about it because, you know, that's what I see so often, but we can't shame ourselves to health and we can't heal. Yeah, can you... Elaborate a little bit on that. You said at the same time, I was trying to shame myself. What, I mean, like what was going on in your brain at that time? At at that point in my life, I was coming from a massive place of unworthiness. And I think that's what happens very often in the fitness industry or people even too, who are on, let's say the side where they are overweight. And 
I'm going to explain both of those. But the type A, the perfectionist, the the go go people, you know, I think you can come at that from a healthy place, but I think it's also not a coincidence that most people who are type A and perfectionists also end up with gut issues. And I think part of the byproduct is, is because it's coming from a place of trying to prove something to themselves, trying to prove something to the world. And what is it? It's that sense of worthiness. It's that sense of I'm good enough. And that's what I mean when I say like trying to shame ourselves to being healthy and fit. And I think that's what a lot of people do. They're like, I, I hate my body. I don't like who I am. So I'm going to punish myself. I'm going to try to get myself to a place where I am, you know, I look good enough and I feel good enough in order for whose acceptance, my acceptance, someone else's acceptance, other world's acceptance. And I think that's like that type A perfectionist type who's trying to, what I say, shame mm-hmm. themselves to being healthy and fit. But I think it can also be on the other end of the spectrum too, right? And this is the person who's overweight, who's unhealthy, that's not doing the things that they know they should be doing for their health, that's making up all the excuses in the world as to why they should eat the McDonald's and the fried foods and the fast foods. And they also don't believe they're sometimes worthy or respect their body at the core. So I think very often, you know, when it comes to healing, one of the big philosophies I carry is like the whole person must heal for the gut to function optimally because the reason why we struggle with food addiction and the type of foods that we're eating and we struggle with, you know, whether it's the emotional stress that plays such a role in the gut really comes down to that way that we're really loving ourselves and that we're showing up for ourselves at the core. So that's what I mean where I read a really, really deep dive, you know, into my own healing. And I had to really start to work on this emotional piece for myself. I definitely had to make some dietary changes as I was learning a lot about gut health and um, what allows or what foods feed a good and healthy microbiome. At the time, I couldn't tolerate actually a lot of healthy foods even. So I would blow it up like a balloon. I would look like I was six months pregnant. So I had to go on a more restrictive diet for a period of time. I call this like a gut healing diet, Mm -hmm. which is very different than gut health. Um, I think gut health is something that's long-term sustainable that builds a very robust and healthy microbiome where gut healing is short-term. It's Mm. specific in order to bring the body back to homeostasis. So I couldn't tolerate a lot of foods. I was on a low FODMAP diet, which is essentially, for those who don't know, I pulled out a bunch of carbohydrates that were feeding a lot of the bacteria in my gut. Um, I had to do a lot of, you know, supplement protocols, some of the antibiotic protocols to um, pull back a lot on like the training side um, and then work, of course, on my nutrition and just that relationship with food. And it didn't happen overnight. It was like a process, like, don't get me wrong. But I think once I started to put some of these puzzle pieces together and really understand, you know, this is really what caused the bacterial overgrowth and my gut to be off in the first place, that was really where I was finally able to heal and get to a place. And I think with healing the gut too, um, it's getting to a point where we are, you know, 80% where we can take that next step forward. Where now to this day, I am at a point where I have zero gut issues, like none, non-existent. Um, I won't say if I don't 
if I go out and eat something that's like terribly unhealthy, you know, I don't get like a tummy ache or something like that. And I think that's, that part's probably, normal. It's probably normal. That part's normal. Yeah. You know, a lot of us can get that, but I'm at the point where, you know, my gut is incredibly healthy. Mentally, I'm incredibly healthy. The relationship with myself is where it needs to be. And I've made an entire business now out of doing just this for people. It's getting to the root cause. And I say root causes plural and helping them heal and get back to their health. So that's where you are today. I kind of want to go back to yeah. something that you uh, that you mentioned on this, because that's an, on, well, first, number one, awesome description of your journey. I think that that's pretty intensive. And I feel like that I've experienced both, most of it with you reliving it here again today. Mm -hmm. um, but there's a, there's a piece in there where I feel like it's somewhat critical for anybody who's going to make a change to recognize maybe within themselves where the, they're getting stuck. And you, you said it multiple times, but the emotional stress that you were feeling when you were down the worst, you said the reason that you went down to Baylor, you had these certain physical and physical fitness goals that you wanted to be able to achieve. Mm -hmm. And so while you're doing it, you know, and you have this idea on what it is that your body was supposed to look like, how you should be finishing in these competitions. And then it's almost like you had this internal struggle within yourself. You knew mm -hmm. that you weren't feeling right, but you almost probably, and I, you didn't say this, but I almost get the sense that you didn't want other people to know that you were having health issues because it doesn't oh, yeah. look like the, the physique, the body, the product that you're putting in front of people. So now you almost get caught in this horrific uh, catch 22 that has nothing to do and nobody would think less of you, but you don't know that at the time that yes, this healthy looking woman may actually have to tell you that she needs to change some things that have allowed her to look like this because I don't want to be a fraud. I don't want to be taken uh, less seriously because I'm, I'm experiencing mm -hmm. these problems. I think it's amazing that you were able to finally, at what point get to that breaking point and say, I've got to change something. And I think a lot of people get stuck there and, and you used overweight as the, as, an, as another uh, comparison, I think that's really, really smart because it's almost like that they're negotiating their ability to get healthier by saying, well, I already look like this. Who cares? Mm -hmm. And both of those are, I, I never thought of it that way coming until you said it. Coming from the same place. Yeah. Still coming from a massive place of unworthiness. And, and, and neither is true. Yeah. And, and, neither and, true. It's just that belief system yeah. that we carry. And it's internal. Mm -hmm. So, I felt like that was probably one of the more inspiring pivots in your story. How did you recognize for yourself? I don't want to live like this. I know that I had these goals, but I need to tend to Rachel and her health first. And then what gave you the confidence to pursue that? Yeah, I will say, I don't know if I felt like necessarily like a fraud because at the time, like it was just about the physical, like macros and training and all of that. Um, and it wasn't focused on like gut health and hormones and everything like that I focus on now here today. But I think for me, you know, I had to get to that rock bottom place. Mm -hmm. And I hope that most people don't have to get to that place. Right. But I think very often that is what it takes for a lot. Like I had to get to that point where my options were like, do you want to remove your large intestine? because your gut is so like off and you can't even use the restroom any day without an enema and the quality of my life just freaking sucked with where I was at. So my option was either heal, like do the work of what it, you need to do to get better 
or take this other road, which that was my options. I felt like that I had at the time. And one thing I believe about myself is I'm somebody who chooses to do what's hard, who, who does Definitely. what's difficult. Um, I have went to be able to build the business and everything here today without it, bodybuilding, all of that. So I took, you know, a part of me that was maybe kind of a detriment with like that laser focus part with bodybuilding. And I pivoted it over into like my healing and learning everything that I could about gut health. And I became an expert, you know, in it as a byproduct of it. And I think that's how very often a lot of experts are born. They go through something, they have to just like research and learn so much about it. I don't think I would naturally just be interested in wanting to spend hours every single day, like learning about the gut microbiome, like without having to walk through that. But I'd say for me, it really took me getting to a point where my healing came first mm -hmm. more than anything else in my life. And I think so often we make every excuse up in the world. You know, maybe after this vacation, I'll start. Maybe after, you know, this holiday or whatever it may be, um, we put our healing on the back burner. And it takes getting to that point where our healing and our health comes first over anything in our life. And for some, it is that rock bottom because that's like your, what your options are. But I think it doesn't have to be. It can be that point where we get to, we're just like, you know what? I'm just going to go all in on me and my health. We can call that personal development, whatever we want to call it. And just getting us back to the place where we feel good in our body. Let me just pause right there for a yeah. second. Because what you're saying, if somebody else is listening, they're just like, oh, well, you know, she's this bodybuilder. She is what it is. You said something really interesting, which is I'm this person, I'm doing this, and I was betrayed by my body. And then you commented on the emotional and the physical stress. So we can walk through the science of what happened, but basically when you have that kind of stress, that changes the motility, mm -hmm. you can decrease the acetylcholine, there's all these physiologic things that go on, and ultimately when you were talking about not being able to go, and when you and I were talking, I'm like, look, your transverse colon falls into your pelvis, it's because it was too much weight to be supported by the ligaments that were there. Mm -hmm. And then when you said, but I needed to really focus on this, you did something that you just glossed over, which probably was super hard. And it's the equivalent of somebody that may be overweight and has never exercised. You had to back off the one thing that you really loved, which was aggressive exercise, weightlifting, controlling your diet giving trying to give you a sense of control yeah. so when you were talking about some of these things that you were eating you had to realize wait a minute i'm putting some things that are actually harming my body mm -hmm. even though all these other competitors that look amazing this is what we're all doing as a community so what you did is equally difficult to i'm going to back off the one thing that i love that yeah. i've been doing forever so that's impressive so it isn't it isn't like oh well she just quit working out and then she got better. No, not it's, at all. No, yeah. It had to be an identity shift, you yeah. know, honestly, for me at that point in my life. Um, my identity was so wrapped up in Rachel the bodybuilder, Rachel the fitness model and all of that. And I ended up recreating a new identity for myself, which is ultimately the business that I have, you know, here today, which is, you know, now it is taking more of this holistic approach, which is the emotional side, 
which is the functional, the gut health side. It is all of those areas combined, you know, here together. And, um, <laughs> well, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you back on that really quick because your journey is absolutely fascinating. You use some great, um, some great lines like that, but betrayed by my body is really yeah. fascinating. And then when you, you've said emotional several times, you said this, so it gets me thinking that when you have a client, uh, what would be your typical client that comes to find you? And yeah. where do you start peeling back? Because on our last episode, we actually had the honor of having Lane Garrett yeah. on our show. And she is a psychologist that deals with sexual trauma. Mm-hmm. And she was basically helping me learn how to communicate with my patients that a lot of these people that see me for gastrointestinal health have trauma in their background. And that's where some of the emotional stuff is at. So when you have a client, when you see somebody that, is it somebody that's a bodybuilder that comes to see you? Is it actually very rarely? Um, I don't get if any bodybuilders anymore, I will say I work a lot with the women who are the type A kind of perfectionist women. I feel like I just end up attracting them (laughs) um, based off of what I'm putting out there. But you know what's so interesting about my brand is I really feel like I've been able to now bridge the gap between the fitness industry and also more of like that functional side. Mm -hmm. Um, So people come to me because they're like, hey, like you look the part, you're a living, breathing example. Like you're gonna help me get fit. You're gonna help me get in shape, but you're gonna also help me, you know, heal from a lot of my gut issues. You're gonna help me get to the root cause of that. And very, I've heard from so many people, they'll go to like the different physicians and they don't really take into account nutrition. They don't take into account, you know, some of their other goals and maybe they do have body composition goals too. They wanna optimize, they wanna feel good. And then they just give them, you know, here's maybe a medication protocol, maybe it's an antimicrobial protocol or different types of protocols, but they're they're missing like the full picture really of ultimately what they want. So with my clients, we get massively clear on, you know, what they are wanting to essentially get to. And I, I try to get very clear on like the feeling versus like the tactical outcome. And what I mean by that is, you know, instead of just saying, I want to lose 30 pounds and I want to heal my gut really getting clear on, okay, how is it that you want to feel on a day-to-day basis? Mm, nice. So they're like, I want to wake up and I want to feel excited about the day. I want to look in the mirror. I want to feel proud of the person who's looking back at me. I want to be able to like eat food and not have to worry about like all of my symptoms. And we get really, really massively clear on what this looks like for them. So one, it's not tied to okay, I'm just going to lose 30 pounds and then I'm going to be happy or, you know, I just need to get rid of all of these issues. But how do they want to feel on a day-to-day basis? And from there, that's where we're really able to explore, you know, through lab testing, also through looking at their nutrition, through looking at some more of like just their lifestyle and stressors, what we need to do to get them in alignment to experiencing and creating how they want to feel on a day-to-day basis. And sometimes there are serious things that are off. Like I have, I do microbiome testing on my clients and we'll see, you know, a lot of inflammation. We'll see, you know, immune upregulation. We'll see some of the, the dysbiosis. I've had people come back with parasites, you know, we see all of these things that are off in the microbiome. Um, But the most important piece is, identifying what caused that to become off in the first place. Now, if you have like a parasite, like 
you picked up a parasite somewhere. It wasn't like because of the emotional stressors or anything like that. But for most people, I find that there's a combination of some of those root causes, plural, um, between their nutrition and maybe also to, it's not always just like the lack of the education piece, mm-hmm. but it's that relationship with food kind of piece in it. And that's why very often I think it's not always just like, hey, knowing what to eat is the problem. It's really kind of that habit piece and that self piece really intertwined in with that. I get them going on a lot of the functional protocols. Um, We change up their nutrition. We kind of go through some gut healing, getting them into gut health protocols. But then we really combine that a lot with the habits, their goals. Um, Sometimes it's working on their morning routine. Sometimes it's getting them to exercise. Sometimes it's getting them clear on, you know, what this vision is that they have for their life. And it's, it's so individualized. And that's why I love this, this work that I get to do, but that's where I feel like it's, it's so different than just here's some supplements, you know, here's just follow this diet. It's really helping people, you know, heal like and step into the best versions of themselves. And I'm just kind of like that guide of pointing out things and I can only see it because I've walked through it myself. I think it's interesting that you pointed out that you want the client to say how they want to feel every day. Mm -hmm. And it isn't about, and and you use the example of 30 pounds. So it's like if someone's standing on a mountaintop and they see down below that I want to get here. Well, one way would be just to jump with no parachute and then land there. It's a terrible way to get there. Let's just say that that's 30 pound loss is sitting there. But what I hear you describing is let's find the safe way to get you to where your goals are. And more than likely along the way, you're going to pick up better habits, make better choices. You're going to find self-value. You're going to begin to appreciate yourself on this journey. And before you know it, you're going to arrive at the destination that you envisioned and you'll be happier and you'll get there safely. Because if you think about the way that people lose weight, you could, you could do many, many things to lose weight. Like you were getting your body. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Getting prepared for a competition, but it wasn't helping your body be its best self. And it just makes sense that whenever we talk about the reason that sometimes people put on weight, it's because of chronic inflammation, which could be related to emulsifiers or mm-hmm. poor things that get uh, our, our uh, additives in food or whatever it happens to be. What you're highlighting is making better choices for you and your health will ultimately deliver happiness and more than likely deliver a physique and things like that to reflect what you're doing for yourself. Is that yeah. kind of where you're taking it? Yeah. I mean, I think we are emotional people, we make emotional decisions and we're essentially chasing feelings, right? Ultimately. So sometimes it's not enough of a motivating factor of like, I just want to lose 30 pounds. But when I can get massively clear on how I want to feel every single day, I can actually start doing things to get myself to feel that way every single day. So let's say really the person who wants to lose 30 pounds, they want to feel proud of themselves. They want to feel confident. They want to look in the mirror. They want to be proud of the person who's looking back at them. There's so many things that can allow a person to step into that. And a lot of my clients, what's so amazing about this process is they reach that point far before they actually get to the like weight loss goal or Mm -hmm. like fully having like healed their gut. They, they get to the point where they are proud of the person and they are feeling more confident in themselves. And it comes from 
very often doing the things that they say that they're going to do every single day, um, following through on those commitments. Sometimes it is getting in a new exercise regimen, taking time out to spend some time with themselves, like working on their relationship with themselves. Um, it is following through on the nutrition side, um, even when sometimes it's inconvenient. So all of those things, when we start to really equate those to, hey, I feel confident in myself. I'm proud of this person for doing the work. It makes the goal not as big of a deal, but people are also able to reach the goal that much easier. I love that. I think also that when somebody talks to you and they look at you and you're like, look, this is a picture of me on stage and you're just shredded and you're up there and you're the epitome of what everyone just says, geez, I would love to look like that. And you're like, I was anxious. I was depressed. Mm -hmm. I was unhappy. That gives everybody a step back to yeah. go. No, it's more important to be here first. Yep. This will follow the brain become emotionally there. And just the fact that you went through that and could be honest like that really gets people in a state of mind where they're prepared to say, you know, yes, I need to be ready. The weight loss, it'd be great if I hit 30, but even if I don't, or even if I do, it's the way I feel as I'm going through it is the most important thing. Because if I, just like Eric said, if I jump off this cliff and land, I'm like, oh, I'm 30 pounds lighter, but I can't walk. I feel horrible. It's the equivalent of I did this, but I'm emotionally a wreck. I'm not sleeping well. I'm, I have anxiety. My relationships with my partners are, are horrible. Well, returning to better health is going to allow your body to produce the serotonin and the right amounts of dopamine. And if you have those things is the reward centers, the natural, as you put it, the emotional stability to achieve those goals. <laughs> I mean, you're going to be so much happier. You're so right about that because I would love to get into the deep dive about what was going on with your metabolites, right. your neurotransmitters and this and that, <laughs> and why this was happening. And then it makes total sense. And it's like, oh my gosh, now hindsight's 2020. It's like, oh, yeah. that makes total sense now. Yeah. Like all of it, we were treating the wrong organ. Like I highly mm -hmm. doubt that everybody that you were competing against at the time didn't feel exactly like you did. You know, it's a common saying in the bodybuilding world, typically the person who's winning up on stage is the most unhealthy no person kidding. actually. Yeah, it's very common. Bodybuilding is, I won't say never, but most often not a healthy sport. It's very egotistical. It's of course just literally about the physical. They're like, no one's judging me. Actually, everybody's judging you <laughs> like, <laughs> for how you look practically naked. Like, how can you not? Like it is. No one's judging me. <laughs> like, I feel like I should enter where Speedo is just completely <laughs> At least I'm healthy bitches. Yeah. Walk off. Yeah. You know, and people, they dedicate their entire life to looking a certain way to get the approval of a judge. Yeah. For how they look. It is the, one of the most unhealthy sports. And like I said, I think there's the beautiful part of fitness. I Fitness is still a huge part of my life. Um, if you follow me on social media, you'll see me crushing in the gym every single day. I still got six pack abs. That didn't ever go away. But what changed is the way I was really viewing health because I had health in it's a box. Mm -hmm. So it was go to the gym you know, lift the weights every single day, no excuses kind of stuff. Follow this meal plan. I don't care what you're going through. You just hit it to the T, hit the macros. 
And like I was like this robot. We put health in this box and we wonder why so many of us struggle with our health. Yeah. And that's where I think it's it's different for everybody. Like where I'm at in my life right now, you know, some days the most loving thing I can do for myself is being Rachel, get off your ass, go to the gym and get in a workout. And the fruits of that are gonna be I feel better. I'm like, oh, that was the best thing I could have ever done for myself. I feel awesome after. And there are some days where the most loving thing for myself is saying, you know what? You're good. Like, slow down. Just go for a walk today. Um, just just relax. And you know what the fruits of that is? I feel energized after. I feel rested. So I always say, like, you will know them by their fruits based off of how you feel after. That's actually a biblical quote. And, you know, when we're choosing to do the things that are most loving for us, it's going to be that positive feedback loop every single time. Um, sometimes the most loving thing for myself is like allowing myself to go out and enjoy some foods that are probably not so gut friendly. <laughs> um, and I feel okay after because it was me enjoying that one moment. It was about the social connection and then I got right back on it, but that could be very different for somebody else who's overweight, who's obese, yeah. who is, has all of this inflammation, who's diabetic and their guts are wreck and they're like, Oh, self-love, just eat whatever I want. Like, no, that's not self-love at yeah. all it is choosing to eat foods that love you back it's choosing to do the things that are the best for your body but it's going to look different where you're at ultimately in your journey and I think that's what I've really had to learn like that's what health is it is really that intuitive part of us and listening to that and some days it is crushing in the gym so some days it's not so I followed your Instagram yeah. and you know you you do some things to self-punish yourself as well. Yeah, and like what? Like when you sat in that uh, um, oh, the ice, ice bath. bath. <laughs> I don't she view that as punishment. Her teeth were chattering, and she's like, I'm doing this because I know this is good for me. And I'm just like, oh no, oh no. His no. biggest fear is cold. I do it every day. Oh my Every gosh. single day I do ice bath a day. You and the Birdman. The Birdman <laughs> called me up. So he's the, he's the Navy SEAL that's, and I met him after he was doing it in an ice bath. That's how we actually met at a sauna that I go to. And he was giving me shit about that. It was 30 degrees here. He called me at 8 a.m. I'm about ready to scope. I'm like, yeah, hello. I'm like, hey, man, you all right? And he's like, just sitting in my pool. Wonder what you're doing. <laughs> like, it's 30 degrees. I'm like, you asshole. I'm about ready to do a colonoscopy. He's like, well, you're in a butt and I'm in a pool. Have fun. And he hung up. <laughs> 30 degrees yeah no uh, so i saw that one she sat there and did her whole like post while he could not do teeth that. chattering Ken cannot do that. but it's not coming from a place of punishment actually it's punishment it, i don't care what not. anybody says so. i believe it's a huge conspiracy it sucks <laughs> it absolutely sucks i cannot stand it's actually it. great i'm with you rachel I'll i know it's it's probably great. you and a bunch of people like Huberman and stuff are all, all talking. All your blood flow goes to Patrick. Yeah, I, great you for know. bagel tone. For I <laughs> every time I've done a cold plunge, I'm in there. I'm in there for a few minutes, and I'm like, "This is a friggin' joke." I know right now Huberman and Rogan and Patrick, they're all laughing. They're like, "Can you believe people are actually doing this shit?" <laughs> like, but you want to know why I, I do that? So, like, yes, we can talk about the physical benefits. Like, it's great for your vagus nerve. It's great for, like, boosting endorphins after. I do it because of the conversation I get to have with myself when I'm sitting in nice. the freezing cold water. And what's so interesting is the conversation has shifted because the first time I got in the ice bath, which I can imagine, like, when you get in it, it's like, get out that's right my now. conversation This every is time. awful. Like, that's like, What a, are you doing? And then what do we do? We listen and we get out, you know, in that moment. But... 
the conversation I have with myself now is like, you got this, you can do this. You've done harder things before you can push through this. And the conversation with myself has shifted sitting in that freezing cold 37 degrees water. And I view it as a positive now. Wait, 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 wait. Is the water moving or is it stagnant? It's pretty stagnant. I mean, maybe if I'm splashed. Oh, okay. Yeah, because, you know, it's colder if it's moving. Oh, yeah. You know, because you don't, you don't form that thermal layer. Yeah. I don't know why you're looking at me. It <laughs> sounds great. But I, I, I really believe, like, in that mindset piece of everything, ultimately, in this. And I think that's why I love the morning routine stuff. I love the ice bath because it's really, you know, cultivating the best version of me in that moment. And that conversation shows up in other areas of my life too. So when there's other things that I don't feel like doing, right? Like how many people don't feel like having to like eat the healthy food? What they want to do in that moment is, okay, I just want to eat, get the fast food, what's quick and easy and convenient. Um, This is when like those type of conversations, I know that's maybe an extreme version, of like the ice bath but like hey we get to say like you know what we can do this like we got this and I think like we're in an epidemic too of doing what's like easy most convenient what we just feel like doing always and sometimes you know it is acting in spite of thoughts feeling moods and emotions and you know if you think of like with a kid like in a parent you know the parent loving the kid is being like, I know you don't want to do this, but I, it's because I love you because I know, you know, this is good for you. And it's actually sometimes doing that to ourselves too. Like being like, I know you don't feel like doing this. I know you don't feel like eating the, the, the veggies, the insoluble fiber, the polyphenols and all that stuff. Um, but this is the most loving thing for you. Um, and really leaning into that essentially too. So I think the ice bath is actually self-love. You got to see it. She's boldly goes in there routinely, and it's just ma- it makes yeah. me feel. I did it twice. Today. I feel like she's doing it to me on purpose. <laughs> just calling me out as you a whip. You should just call him out the next time uh-huh. you're on there. This is for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna do that for sure. Um, I want to ask you a question about the business. Mm-hmm. So, if somebody's listening and they're like, "Yeah, I'm kind of interested in meeting with her," you discussed that you're an hor- a hormone expert. Also, you do unique tests. What are some of the functional? The, let me rephrase it. What are some of the things that you typically do that are atypical in an allopathic medicine practice? So we do the functional medicine testing. We do the the gut microbiome testing. We don't do like the SIBO or any kind of that testing, but that gives me a good idea if someone has dysbiosis, if they have a lot of inflammation based on all their kelp protectin levels, if they have like secretory IgA levels that are off. Um, we can look at zonulin levels for some of that intestinal permeability. Um, so it gives me a good idea of what's happening in the gut, but I also believe in looking at the other systems in the body because the gut is connected to all these other systems and it also can really help with diving into some of those root causes. So we do hormone and adrenal testing and we look at how your body's actually metabolizing your hormones because that's really important. Um, we don't just have like one estrogen. We have three types of estrogen that has to be metabolized through the liver through phase one and phase two detoxification. And then that actually third phase is through the gut. So I can see somebody who maybe has some gut dysbiosis and their gut is off, but then they're also estrogen dominant too. Mm. If I'm looking at a female and we can trace it back to, okay, this is stemming from the gut, but also um, there are some poor detoxification issues actually happening through the liver. So for getting rid of your estrogen dominance and your heavy menstrual cycles and your poor mood and the weight gain part of it, 
is really going to be first healing the gut, getting you pooping every single day, getting your gut microbiome in a good place. But we also need to work on the detoxification side, you know, through the liver. Um, we'll do micronutrient testing too to see if there's deficiencies. I'd say most people are very deficient in their omega-3 fatty acids. I'd say nine out of 10 people who I run that on. And I'd say most people are also pretty high in their omega-6s, arcadonic acid and linoleic acid. So that of course, plays already a big role in not only their gut, but also their mental health too, because those omega fatty acids cross through the blood brain barrier. Um, we will do some other testing, looking at like their blood sugar insulin levels. So if they're insulin resistant, um, that can play a big role. I say like the four big horsemen's that lead to dis-ease in the body are going to be inflammation. You know, that's first and foremost, but where is that coming from? Dietary environmental, emotional, those can all be triggers for that inflammation. Mm -hmm. um, it can be catabolic physiology. I'd say that's what I had quite a bit of. So high levels of cortisol, the body's really in that breakdown state, insulin resistance that can be brought on through diet. And then the last piece can be more of like the oxidative stress. So mm. we can look at that. We can actually look at oxidative stress markers too. What's the, what's the cause of the oxidative stress? Oxidative stress oftentimes can... <laughs> One, I'd say be toxin buildup in the body. So mold, um, we do look for heavy metals quite a bit too. Um, one uh, woman I did some testing on, she had the worst microbiome test I've ever seen, like everything off the charts. Um, she had a ton of oxidative stress in her body. So that's like that free radical damage. I always give the analogy, like if you had an apple and you cut it in half and you put it on the table and you came back and you would see that the apple was brown, that's that oxidative stress. Um, premature aging leads to cancer and a lot of bad things in the body. So we can test for that and, you know, of course, support the body with needed antioxidants, things like glutathione if needed. Um, polyphenols, I know you're a big fan of. Those are awesome <laughs> for oxidative stress in the body. Um, getting the gut in a good place, decreasing inflammation as much as possible. Um looking at thyroid too. So essentially we're looking at these systems. We're looking at the neuroendocrine system. We're looking at the gut as a system. And then we're also looking at detoxification along with nutrition, looking at, you know, their lifestyle too. And that really helps us create an awesome game plan for everybody. I love it. That's awesome. So what does someone do and what's their experience like if they want to link up with Rachel and get started in this process? What does that look like? Yeah, they can check out my website, rachelshear.com. We actually offer a free 30-minute call to everybody, getting to know their goals, their background, their history. Just make sure it's a good fit on both ends. And then we get them started with coaching and testing. It's S-C-H. S-C-H. I always say it's like cheer, but with an S at the front. There you go. People thought it said Rachel's cheer for a long time, <laughs> and like they thought I was a cheerleader. Not a cheerleader. <laughs> Not a cheerleader. Not a cheerleader. <laughs> well, we'll have everything in the show notes as well, but we just yeah. want to make sure for those who are just listening. And then you also have a, a great podcast called Sheer Madness. Sheer Madness podcast. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Dr. Yeah. Brown's coming on for the second time. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. Sheer Madness. S-C-H-E-E-R Madness. Madness. Yeah. Um, and then Instagram. Instagram is at Rachel Shear. That's my personal Instagram. And then my practice Instagram is at Rachel Shear Nutrition. Yeah. And so I don't know like when you fill up on Instagram, but you have to be getting like at the limit, right? I mean, you got like 10 like million you're followers, like, right? You're good. You're, you're, done. Done. you're good. You're done. You're Everyone good. in the world follows you're, you now. You're done. Everyone. Rachel has her own server. I haven't, yeah. I've had some people impersonate me on Instagram too. 
So it seems like that would be hard. No, like this was like a full time job that this guy. I'm assuming it's a guy because I don't feel like women would do this. But they literally copied every post, everything over. Oh, oh. Okay, you understand where I'm coming from. I thought you meant someone who was trying to look like you, and then you told me it was a guy trying to look like you. I was like, holy yeah! Like making a fake account, trying to like impersonate, and then to you know get people's money and things that way. Oh yeah, no, don't do that. Yeah. yeah. Don't do that. That's neat. Yeah. Well, we'll have all like of your cool official thing, stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Flattering. Oh, cool. Yeah. But we will have all selling. of your official links in show notes, both at gutcheckproject.com and on YouTube. So everything you're talking about qualifies you for something super special. Ooh, really limited one. to only my patients with the WWYMS. Yes. What would your microbiome say? So I give this to my patients. My son came up with that whole acronym right there. I love it. And uh, that, uh, so when you're out there, what I tell my patients is, you know, next time you're about ready to do something detrimental, what would your microbiome say? Maybe it's that time where your microbiome's like, you've earned it, you can do this, it's okay. You can have this this, this little thing. But next time, you know, if you don't sleep, or better yet, if you're, in a stressful situation, if you're arguing with your spouse, point to your bracelet and go, hey, you're messing with my microbiome. Why yeah. don't we just take it down a notch, all right? All right. So this. you've earned the bracelet of the what would my microbiome say. That but my Neanderthal wrist seemed to fill it out a little bit better than yeah. this yeah. thing that is like a, like an armband. Yeah, she goes all the way up to the elbow. She goes, I'm a, my, my biceps, need, bring need it. To some, need to buy some new sizes. <laughs> Well, Rachel, thank you so much for sharing your journey, how you help people. I mean, I'm, I was fascinated. This is a, uh, I enjoyed this visit more than the first one when we, when we didn't know what we were doing with our show. This was far better. To oh, have. It's better. Yeah. Better yeah, this is great. I just want to, I guess the main thing is your journey. And when I said at the very beginning that you're going to see how this has empowered you to do this Definitely. and what this has done is you have learned to empower other people and help so many people. And if somebody's listening and they go, yeah, I want to look at myself and this is how I want to feel. They need to contact you. They can get a free consultation for the first, you know, first call, mm-hmm. not consultation or whatever it is that you do. Coaching. Yeah. Coaching, but super important that, that there's options like this too. Definitely. And I will be totally honest. And you know how the, you know, I'm a gastroenterologist. I'm a busy gastroenterologist. And a lot of this stuff, I'm just not, I don't have the time. I don't think that, okay, from an emotional standpoint, because when you're going through it, I was like, oh, it makes total sense. You're depleting acetylcholine, which is going to affect this, which is going to do this. Then the hormone level is going to shift and then you're going to have decreased serotonin and norepinephrine. And then that explains why you're not moving. Oh, we were literally focusing on the one organ the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. That's where we need both. Yeah. So, and that's where yeah. I think people really need to do both. They need to, they need the tactical stuff. They do need to do the protocols, take the tool. They need to get the proper testing done and work on healing that piece. But we can't just expect that to do all of the work for us. If what caused the body to be off in the first place is never addressed. Well, I think it's great also that you live the life that you're trying to, to coach others to do. So I've known you for almost four years, Ken, even longer. And exactly what she's saying is exactly what it is that she's been doing and what you've been living. And it's great to have an example for someone to turn to that could say, this is, this is what was helping me. I've been where you've been. There's a way out. And I just, I think it's a fascinating story. Yeah. So thank you very much for doing that. Thank you. It's my honor. 
episode 90 fascinating please contact rachel Shear. we're gonna put her website her instagram um and then if you have the guts challenge her to a cold plunge challenge I think most people will do it better than you, but it's okay, Ken. (laughs) (laughs) Thank y'all. That's going to do it for episode 90. That's a wrap for this episode of the Gut Check Project, and we appreciate you for being a part of it. Be sure to follow us on your favorite platform for podcasts. You can find the GCP on Locals, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Rumble, and more. And you can always check out gutcheckproject.com to find all episodes and interact with the show. Tell your friends and family not to wait to get Gut Checked.